you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 253 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, the A's have won eight straight. They're nine and seven on the season. I'm going over Sunday's game, a little bit of, you know, how they've been doing overall. I also want to talk about Lou Trevino and why we should actually believe in what he's doing right now. I don't think the wheels are going to fall off, and I got one, I got a couple of little tidbits on him. I got a little tidbit on Sean Murphy and his approach in Sunday's game as well. And then also I'm going to get you guys updated on the series against the Twins, which was supposed to start today. We were supposed to have a nice series preview with uh, Nash Walker from Locked On Twins today, but the series got pushed. There's some COVID concerns, so I'll go over that for you guys in the third segment of today's episode. So uh, that's what we got on deck for you guys today. I also want to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into yesterday's game. The A's won 3-2 against the Tigers. It was Walk Off Mitch. That's his nickname. So now we got three A's nicknames. We got Walk Off Mitch, Vulture Petit, and Vampire Lowry. Those are my three nicknames. This is going to evolve as the season goes along. Long. I don't want to force anything off uh, on to anybody, but Mitch Moreland has two walk-off hits in two weeks. He's walk-off Mitch. He walked it off because the center fielder for the Tigers lost the ball in the sun, and that allowed Matt Olson to get to second base. Probably should not have been there, and he had been struggling against that sun the entire afternoon. He fell down catching a ball earlier in the afternoon, so uh, that was... That was nice. The A's got a little bit lucky this week, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have won uh, Sunday's game or the Tuesday game in Arizona where Arizona was just out of challenges. So the A's got, that was more of an insurance run. So it didn't really have an outcome on the game necessarily. So that one doesn't hold as much sway, but the A's have gotten a couple of calls and I'm not going to sweep those under the rug. That's nice. Thank you to the baseball gods for those. Uh, but Chris Bassett, he went six innings, gave up five hits, two earned runs, walked two, struck out eight. And it was basically, he really struggled in the first inning. He he bent a lot, but he did not break. And that has kind of been the, the theme for Chris Bassett so far this season. But then he got on a roll and he was doing just fine until he gave up two runs. And then uh, the, the Tigers actually had a two to one lead against the A's, and that's why uh, Sean Murphy had to do some stuff in the eighth inning, which I'll get to here in just a second. But uh, yeah, Chris Bassett, he hasn't been great. He has like a 4-5 ERA, so the stats aren't necessarily there, but even in that opening day start, his the team has been in it when he has left the mound. Sometimes the bullpen has allowed some inherited runners to score, but 
and that is in, has inflated his ERA, but he is doing his job on the mound, um, and that's all that you really ask for. He's the, the opening day starting pitcher. He is technically the ace of this staff, and he hasn't necessarily even had his best stuff this year. And I know that the 4-5 ERA doesn't scream ace, but he is putting in some gutsy performances to start this season. Um, and I, I, I want to commend him for that. He's doing a great job. We got Jesus Uzarda starting on Tuesday, we believe. We'll see if he can start to put things together after his rough outing against the Diamondbacks on Tuesday. He went two and two-thirds, gave up like five or six runs. Was not great. Uh, we'll see if this is the bounce-back start, because we tend to see that from Jesus Uzardo's. But we'll, we'll get into that uh, on tomorrow's podcast when we're previewing the entire series with Nash. So that's what we got coming up for you guys. Matt Boyd looked really, really good for the Tigers on Sunday. I said that uh, either Casey Mize or Matt Boyd, one of them, at least one of them, was going to give the A's a hard time. And it was Matt Boyd. He went seven and a third innings, gave up four hits, two runs, walked one. Basically, there was nobody on base for the A's for quite a long time. He struck out five as well. And the A's hadn't really done anything against Matt Boyd until the bottom of the fourth inning. Mark Hanna got a single, and then Ramon Laureano tripled home, him home. And uh, the A's did nothing from there. Could not bring Laureano home, but they had a one to nothing lead. The Tigers took a 2-1 to one lead when they roughed up Chris Bassett a little bit. But then uh, you got Sean Murphy, and that's what I want to talk about here for a couple of minutes. And that's Sean Murphy's approach the entire game. Uh, he went one for two in the game with a walk and a hit by a pitch. He also had the game-tying home run on a fastball at the knees in the middle of the plate. Not great location for a 91.5 mile per hour fastball from Matt Boyd, but... The entire game, Sean Murphy was sitting fastball for Matt Boyd, and I'll, I'm going to go over the, the pitches that he got the entire game, and I'll tell you that he was looking fastball, he got the fastball, he killed the fastball, and that's what his approach in this game is why the A's won this game. Okay, so in the second inning, he got a fastball, it was a ball. It was out of the zone, he did not swing. Then he swung at the second fastball he got and drove it 326 feet. He, he missed it by a little bit, but not by a ton. Drove it 326 feet to right center. And then in the fifth inning, Boyd went with two change-ups. Maybe he thought that, you know, Sean Murphy was looking for that fastball, hunting that fastball. He got two changeups, didn't swing at those. Then the next pitch was a fastball, which Murphy fouled off. And then he was hit by a slider on the next pitch. So he got on, he got on base, but he saw one fastball swung at that. So he swung at two fastballs so far. One of them he drove for an out. The other one he fouled off. In the eighth inning, uh, Matt Boyd went curveball, changeup. The changeup was a called strike. So that one was in the zone. And he's like, no, I'm hunting my fastball. This is what I'm doing right now. Third pitch was that fastball that he drove over the fence in left center field that tied the game. He had a plan of attack the entire game, and it paid off in the eighth inning. He only swung at fastballs this game, and that is something that I wanted to relate to you guys. I thought that that was super interesting. We've been waiting for this. Uh, okay, by we, I mean I, Jason Burke, have been waiting for this, and also a couple of people on Twitter that were interacting with me during the game, but we've been waiting for this Sean Murphy home run. Uh, I, I said, you know, a week ago that it was going to be a Sean Murphy home run that would uh, wake up the offense and all that stuff. The offense is plenty awake at this point, but I think that Sean Murphy, if he's doing stuff like this and he can drive the ball and he's, he has a game plan and he's going to go hunt pitches like this, I think that that is a very nice addition to this A's lineup, and I'm very excited to see what he can do if he's having a plan of attack like this every single game. I want to see more of this Sean Murphy, quite honestly. So overall, this game was not the A's best performance by any means. They, they 
faced a tough pitcher. They got what they could, and then they got to the bullpen. They got a little bit of help from a sun-aided double in the bottom of the ninth that helped win the game, made Mitch Moreland now walk-off Mitch. I, I like that name, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't the A's best performance, but good teams win these games, and the A's might be a good team after that 0-6 start. Uh, as I was saying on Twitter, a lot of people were showing the receipts from their, you know, bad their overreactions after the A's went 0-4 or 0-6. And, and I told people, listen to the podcast. If you guys are just finding the podcast now, listen to the podcast after that first weekend. I said, the A's, l- let's broaden this view a little bit. The A's can still be over 500 by the end of the month. I was going by the end of the month initially, and then they got a couple of wins, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. They're going to be 500 by the end of the week. They're two games over right now. And this is the team that I was expecting to see heading into this into this season and the Astros got up for that first series and the A's did not the A's fell a little bit flat then they faced the Dodgers that stinks but they've been playing much better against these teams lately and I know that it's the Diamondbacks and the Tigers you know whoop-de-doo for some people they're going to be like yeah they they haven't beaten any of the teams they beat the the, the Astros twice that's the first two games of this win streak were against the Astros we're going to see what they can do against the Twins the Twins are a little bit depleted I'll get into that in the third segment Um, and then from here on, it's the Orioles. You got four against the Rays and then the Orioles again. So the the path is a little bit easier, except for that Rays series. We'll see what happens, but they can start racking up some wins real quick and not necessarily put themselves way ahead of other teams in the division because the Angels are playing well, the Mariners are playing well, but there are wins to be had and then they can potentially start to separate from the rest of the AL West uh, before they even have to start facing these other teams. They get another series against the Astros, I believe, before they face any other division rivals. They will have played 10 games against the Astros. So that is a a lot of fun. Uh, Last thing, the key to the series for me was how the A's handled Akil Badu. Akil Badu had just been amazing in ba- in his first two weeks in baseball. He'd been leveling ballparks wherever he played just by hitting dingers, but the A's held him to 0 for 11, zero hits in 11 at-bats. He had eight strikeouts. I said this after that, that series where the A's took two out of three from the Astros in Houston, and I said that limiting Jordan Alvarez was the key to that series. Same thing with Akil Badu. I know that Badu hits like eighth in their lineup, so you don't expect a lot out of him, but he had been the masher in that lineup, and they they took care of him. They, they handled him very nicely, and they also made A.J. Hinch sit arguably his best hitter because he had struggled so badly on Thursday and Friday. They made him sit against a lefty on Saturday. So these are just getting performances from all over the all, all over their roster right now. And it's very exciting. This is what you want as a baseball fan. And I know that the air is going to come out of this balloon at some point. I know that the A's are not going to go undefeated the rest of the way. But, I mean, they, they still look like a 97. They look like the team that has won 97 games the last three seasons. And that's what I'm excited about right now. Uh, will, will they make some additions and potentially push deeper into the playoffs. We'll see. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, but right now it it sure feels good to be an ace hand. So uh, that's, that's just nice. So coming up on the show, I'm going to give you guys some more optimism and talk a little bit about Lou Trevino and how he's been doing this season and why I think it's going to continue. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 
1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by the 10 most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is going right now. It's almost playoff time, I believe. Same thing with the NHL. And right now, the, the big sport of the day has to be baseball. Baseball is just starting. It's getting hot. If you want to place a bet on some baseball action, BetOnline is the way to do it. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost everything anything that you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why everybody is saying that BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow us wherever you like here in podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you do, please. I do want to mention I should have been more specific. I got a one-star review because of my sign-off. And uh, they made it to the end of the episode and gave me a one-star review. And when I am asking for reviews, I, I, I do imply I, I would like five stars. I, I like hearing nice things and not, uh, you know, n- negative things. So please, if you're going to review the show, five stars would be very much appreciated. I like seeing those ones. The other ones hurt me on, on the inside just a little bit. So uh, if you're going to write a review... Five stars, please. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at By Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into Lou Trevino talk. Um, this time last year, I was not very high on Lou Trevino. He had not shown me a whole bunch. But so far this season in 2021, he is 1-0, which records, you can throw those away. Use Mero Petit, it's 3-0. And I, I, I tweeted out a joke uh, from the Lockdown A's account that he is 3-0 and Jacob deGrom only has one win. So therefore, Use Mero Petit is three times better than Jacob deGrom. Um I don't think that's true, but I mean, check the math on that one, obviously, but I thought that that was good. That's a good tweet. Follow us at Lockdown A's also, but let, let's get into the Lou Trevino stuff. He's 1-0. He has a 0.84 ERA. He has uh, pitched 10 and two-thirds innings pitched and has 10 strikeouts with a 0.75 whip. These are all very, very good numbers. He is also the closer for the A's currently. Uh, He gave up a single against the Tigers, and then they moved him to third, but then he struck out the last guy with two outs, and that was great. So, um, you know, not not a big deal. It could have been a big deal if they had played that run, but 
he gave up a single, and then they moved him station to station while sacrificing outs. So I would, if he would had given up the run, I would have been like, well, that stinks. It's not like he gave up a bomb or a couple of hits. It would have been old school baseball moving the runner over, and I, I don't even know that it was intentional at that point. So uh, I, I would have probably given him a pass on that one. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is why I think that Lou Trevino could have actually turned a corner and why we should be excited about him in 2021. I wrote about this. Uh, I don't, I, I am trying to get back into writing because I'm trying to get like writing jobs and stuff like that. So I need uh, things that I have written recently. So I wrote about Lou Trevino on my little blog that is very rudimentary, but uh, I can post words there. So there you go. It's uh, by Jason B at wordpress.com. That, that's all it is. It's by Jason B dot wordpress.com. Not a fancy place. Uh, I have a picture and then an article. So uh, if you want to read it, you can check it out on there. It's the only article there. But basically what I say is that he had the breakout season. He looked really, really good. He hasn't been great in the two years since. Uh, he has a 486 ERA in 83 and a third innings pitch between the 2019 and 2019 or 2019 and 2020 seasons. I'm sorry. Um, so those not not great stats, especially coming out of the bullpen. But his ERA plus in 2020 was actually 7% above league average. So that's something in a small sample size. It looked like his walk rate and his strikeout rate had returned to where they were in 2018 when he did have a lot of success as a rookie. And so there, there's that stepping stone that you want to see in between, you know, like a progression, uh, a return back to what he once was. And now maybe we are seeing the evolution of what he can be in 2021. And the reason that I'm thinking this is because of the expected stats on the pitches that he's been throwing. His cutter over the course of his career has been a very solid pitch for him, and I'll get into that here in just one second. But this season so far, uh, this is before Sunday stats. They've I believe that the cutter stats are the same because he threw two. They were both fouled off. So these stats ne don't necessarily change. But he has a 250 batting average against on the on nice cutter. And it also has an expected batting average of 432. So his cutter, which has been one of his best pitches over his career, even when he has struggled, uh, is getting hit a little bit harder. And you would assume that with three years of, you know, good record with that one pitch, that he will return to form with that pitch as well. Right now, we're just seeing a little bit of extra noise because of the small sample size that comes along with it only being 10 and two thirds innings pitch so far for Lou Trevino. But over his previous three seasons, that cutter from 2018 to 2020, batters have hit 135 uh, in 2018, and that had an expected batting average of 173. So both very solid numbers. In 2019, it had an, uh, a batting average of of 260 with an expected batting average of 193. So maybe he got a little bit unlucky with how the stats played out in that season. But, you know, it, it happens. That's baseball sometimes. Uh, for a point last year, Matt Olson was, had an expected batting average of like 280 and he was hitting like 150. So sometimes you, you don't get the, what the expected stats say, but it is it does show you how well, especially in this case, how well a guy is throwing a particular pitch or how well they are performing. And that is what I'm trying to take. And I'm not saying that these stats are the be-all, end-all. I'm just trying to paint a picture for what I think Lou Trevino is with this cutter. And so finally, in 2020, it had a batting average against of 118 and an expected batting average of 145. So in the one bad season, the expected stats still looked pretty good. Um, and he's just not there yet in 2021. And if he can turn around his stats with this one pitch in 2021, then the rest of his pitches are 
performing extremely well right now. He has a batting average against uh, on a sinker of 111. His four-seamer is 077, so under one hit in 10 at-bats. And then his he also doesn't use his curveball on his changeup, but he has not allowed a hit on either of those pitches so far this season. The one hit that he allowed on Sunday actually was against his four-seamer, I believe, so maybe that is actually above 100 at this point. Uh, the stats have not been updated as I'm recording, but you throw in a 150 or a 160 for his cutter with, the rest, with how the rest of these are performing, He's becoming unhittable, and the A's do this every single year, uh, especially since Blake Trinan came to Oakland. Blake Trinan was a throw-in in that Jesus Luzardo for Sean Doolittle deal, and the A's got a closer. He... he started doing okay, and then he became the closer in 2018. He had one of the best seasons that a reliever has ever had, and then he was the presumed closer in 2019. He struggled mightily, and then Liam Hendricks, who had just been DFA'd, became the closer. Uh, this is kind of just what happens, and then Liam Hendricks in 2019 and 2020, one of the best relievers in baseball, so maybe it's Lou Torino's turn to just go from, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh crap, he's really good now. Maybe that's what's happening right now. These uh, coaches have been very high on Lou Trevino. Maybe we're seeing what they've been seeing for all these years. And I, I think that if he can work out that cutter and everything else kind of stays the same, I think that we're going to see that. And that's why I'm excited about Lou Trevino as the A's closer in 2021. And what happens when Trevor Rosenthal comes back? I don't know, but I would like to find out because if you got Diekman, Rosenthal, Rosenthal pitching well, not, you know, 2019 Rosenthal, but 2020 Rosenthal and this new version of Lou Trevino, that is a very solid 7-8-9 on top of the other guys that they already have in that bullpen. That is a nice late inning combination that I think they can compete with basically anybody else in baseball. And uh, that gets me very excited as an A's fan. Uh, something that gets me a lot less excited is uh, games getting delayed due to COVID and also just COVID in general. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of COVID. I think we all are at this point, but uh, we got to talk about it. So uh, that's what's coming up for you guys next. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They got six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still got their original 12 flavors like raspberry. I I'm raspberry just get the raspberry it's delicious i love raspberry banana bread mint brownie double chocolate orange <laughs> that's a throwback for uh long time listeners i suppose and all, and all of these are covered in 100 chocolate they are soft and easy to chew they are protein bars that taste like candy bars and all of the bars are built for health conscious people you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat and all of their bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the key diet. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. 
Follow the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow us wherever you like hearing podcasts. And if you're able to, please leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Uh, I think it's only Apple right now, but if you can, do it. You could even like write some nice things in a tweet. That's also acceptable. Um, also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. So if you haven't heard already, Monday's opener between the A's and Twins has been postponed. It is likely to be part of a doubleheader on Tuesday. I believe the first game would be 3.30 p.m. in Oakland. Uh, It's a traditional doubleheader. I think that means that they get like 45 minutes in between games and then they play the second game. So first game starts at 3.30 ends at probably like 5.45, 6 o'clock, somewhere in there, because there's two fewer innings to play. uh, Because, again, seven innings, uh, so that's lots of fun. And then they do another game. That's the doubleheader aspect of that. And the reason this is happening is because the Twins have had a little bit of a COVID outbreak. Uh, I believe it was last Tuesday. Andrelton Simmons uh, tested positive for COVID-19, and he has been on the COVID IL since. And then on Friday night, the uh, Minnesota Twins also received word that they had a, a couple of more positive tests. They haven't really released who those people are, but from what I've read, it is four positive tests in total. One is a staff member and three are players, and I believe that these are in addition to Andrelton Simmons. So we don't know uh, who they are, but I don't think that that really matters. We just want you know everybody to be healthy and take the precautions that are necessary and all that stuff. Uh, also, we want to watch baseball, so take the precautions already. Come on, you guys. Um, so... That's basically why the the opener has been delayed. Uh, There was word on Sunday night that the Twins took their tests on Sunday morning. They all came back negative. They're going to be tested again on Monday before they fly up to Oakland from Anaheim. So uh, as of right now, it's looking like we are going to be seeing a doubleheader on Tuesday and then a finale on Wednesday. So it'll be uh, three games in two days. The A's will still play their full series with the Twins. It'll just be in a few less innings and over the course of two days instead of three. That's basically what we're looking at. Um, I'm going to be talking to Nash again on uh, on Monday. We're going to talk on Monday. I'll post it on Tuesday for you guys. And we'll be going over the series and what he knows about the outbreak with Minnesota and uh, you know how it's going to impact their team if he knows who the players are at that point. Uh, who's going to be starting these games? Because I, I talked about... I did a, a very quick series preview on Friday for this for this twin series, and uh, I don't think that those are going to be the starters right now, partially because we don't know who is actually uh, going to be probably going on the COVID IL because they got the positive tests, but also uh, because they didn't play the final two games against Anaheim or the Angels in Anaheim. So those pitchers will probably just be pushed to the both games actually on Tuesday. So uh, whoever those starters were, I believe Matt Shoemaker was one of them. I don't know who the other one was. Uh, I think that it might have been a rookie, but that might have been Friday's game too. Not positive. I'm going to talk to Nash about that and have that up for you guys on Tuesday. Uh, We'll have all of the details for you guys, but right now we're still kind of a little bit in limbo as to what is necessarily going on. And once the things are more concrete, that's when we're going to talk so we can have an actual informed conversation about this. But I wanted to update you guys. There's no baseball today. So in the meantime, I get like hug a loved one or something. Um, do, Do whatever you were doing for most of quarantine. Um, the video get the uh, MLB the show comes out the day after so you can't really play that I apologize for even bringing that up but that comes out on uh, April 20th so get excited Uh, I might post some fun gameplay things of that if I have time for it we'll see 
But before I get out of here, I do want to uh, make sure that you guys know the Lock Room app is, has been a lot of fun. Uh, last week, it was just uh, a couple of Locked On hosts and myself. We talked for like an hour and a half just about baseball and life and whatnot. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So please come join. We, we have a great, great time. Uh, I love taking A's questions. If you want to come and talk, that's great. If you just want to type in some questions, that works too. Uh, I record the podcast, but I usually don't use the audio for anything because uh, it goes on too long and I don't want to sift through it. So uh, don't don't be worried. Don't be shy if you don't want to be on the podcast. I won't use it probably. So I might use some of the talking points, but I won't use your actual voice. So uh, we'll go with that. So join me on the Locker Room app. I know that they weren't a sponsor today, but uh, they're a sponsor at some point this week, I'm pretty sure. So download the Locker Room app if you have an iOS device, and then you can follow me at by Jason B in the Locker Room app. And it's just a fun way to have conversations in real time with people. Uh, I like watching baseball games with people and, you know, being like, oh, that was really cool. Or, hey, what do you think is going to happen right here? and just talking about baseball whatever comes up you you talk about it so it's a really really good time so download the locker room app and uh, uh hopefully i'll talk to you guys at some points i'll probably be doing friday this week i believe i'm doing friday this week uh just because they're on the east coast and i think that it's an earlier game on saturday and 10 a.m locker room does not sound like fun but you know 4 p.m locker room sounds like a very good time on friday so uh that's the plan for this week as of right now, I believe. But that is all that I got for you guys today. So until tomorrow, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk at you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.